Welcome to the Raise Your Energy podcast. My name is Linda Lange and I'm your host and energy expert. This episode is for you if you want to understand better what inner child work means and what it's all about. I received quite a few questions from this community and decided to provide you with the answers that you probably have when you are new to inner child work. So let's begin. episodes ago that I shared with you a unique perspective on inner child work that can help you tremendously if you are already in the process of that inner deep work. So check that one out after this episode if you haven't listened to it yet. But I was asked to take a step back and actually explain what inner child work really is and what it means. What is it all about? How does it work? So I decided to create this episode to answer your questions. So let's start with question number one. What does it mean to have an inner child? How does it get created? We all have an inner child inside of us. It's an aspect of ourselves that is rooted in the subconscious mind, which means it's mostly hidden to our conscious mind, to our awareness. And that's the reason why most people are not really aware of having an inner child in the first place. Anything we didn't get as children growing up became an unmet need in our adulthood. And those unmet needs can result in damaging behaviors, habits or patterns if we don't become aware of them and meet them ourselves. How the inner child is created is linked actually to how our brains work when we grow up, particularly between the ages of zero to seven. That does not mean that inner child work, we always just work with our very young version of ourselves. But zero to seven are the formative years regarding our subconscious mind. So in the work with your inner child, you can deal with versions of yourself at any age. So let's review briefly the brain development of children. In the first couple of years, the brainwave patterns of a baby or a toddler are the delta brainwaves, which we are in when we're sleeping. So a baby that is even awake is still in a dreamlike state. And then from the ages of two to six, seven, the brainwave patterns increase but really just slightly to theta brainwave patterns. That is still closer to a sleeping state than to an awake or an aware state that we have when we are adults. And this is so important because the brainwave patterns that enables us to analyze data and decide if we believe in something or not just gets fully formed at the ages of 12 and upwards. Crazy, right? It means that all information surrounding a child gets unfiltered into the subconscious mind and forms all kinds of beliefs, perspectives, attitudes, and literally their worldview. And all of that without ever being able to question it or decide if this is helpful or not. And if you think about it, younger children, they don't fully understand the world yet. They don't understand adult behaviors. They don't understand the relationships and how it all works. But still, they take everything in that they see and that forms their beliefs for the rest of their lives. 
So this was just a little detour to help you understand how biologically and physically the subconscious mind of each of us is formed and when it is formed, which is in the early years of our lives. Back to those unmet needs that we spoke about earlier. When we are children, we rely on our caregivers, most of the time our parents, for love, for food, for shelter, for care, and, well, for survival. To make sure that we keep surviving and keep being loved and cared for, we start suppressing sides of us that don't provide us with love, attention and approval from our caregivers. At the same time, we overly express sides of us that give us all of that. So the sides that our caregivers approve of. And those suppressed sides and those overused sides form us into the adults that we are today. Whatever spoken or unspoken rules we had in our families, in our environment growing up, created a concept of who we think we are and how to live our lives. Whatever happens to us when we are children, it makes us feel a really high level of emotions, creates meaning and memory inside of us. You could call those traumas, either with a big T or a little T. And we carry those with us in our subconscious mind until we are willing and able to work through them and release that meaning that we gave it and all of that emotional charge that the memory carries with it. There is a lot more on inner child work that I could tell you, but I will stop here now because I actually want to cover as well some of the other questions. (laughs) So the next one is what happens when you ignore your inner child? or when you're actually just not aware of it. There are many ways that your inner child can impact your life. In a sense, it impacts your life all the time, constantly, without you being aware of it. Only when you become aware that you have an inner child that is part of you, and you start asking yourself the right questions, will a lot of things start to make sense in your life. The overarching concept that you will start seeing are patterns and triggers in your life. You start to make sense of why certain situations keep coming up in your life or why certain people or circumstances keep triggering you and making you behave in certain and, well, often unwanted ways. Examples of patterns in your life are relationships always end up in a similar situation not even depending on the person that you're in a relationship with, or similar challenges or problems showing up at work, not depending on the job or the company you actually work for. Patterns can show up as ongoing illnesses, aches or pains, can be allergies, or destructive coping mechanisms like addictions to like overeating, alcohol, shopping, gaming, or even drugs. Examples of triggers in your life can be getting angry or blowing up when somebody describes the certain aspects that they see in you. You blow up because you cannot accept that aspect, that side of you. Or a negative emotion that you feel several times per day, so it has become a habit that you don't even realize that you have it anymore. But you don't see it as something that you could actually change and let go of. Or certain groups of people, cultures, or worldly situations constantly impact the way you feel, your moods, your attitudes towards life when you are faced with them. And all of this can be explained away by sayings like, well, that's just who I am. 
or oh I'm just stressed at the moment or well this is being done to me I don't really have the power to do anything about it but when you start to understand about your inner child then you get a look behind the curtain you are able to begin to see those patterns in your life and that it's a repeating cycle sometimes just with a few variables being different, but in a sense, always ending up in the same kind of way. And then you are able to do something about it, which is great. And that leads us to the next question. So what is inner child work? What does it look like? I like to call it inner child integration instead of inner child work. Of course, it is deeper work. But what really happens during the work is that you are integrating those suppressed sides of you that didn't provide you with love, attention, approval, or even survival from your caregivers. Or you are able to uncover a traumatic experience that formed certain beliefs and perspectives in your life that hinder you in the here and now. When you are able to release it through the discovery and with the help of certain tools, you set yourself free from those limiting beliefs and perspectives and even behaviors and finally can move on with your life. Let me actually give you a recent example of my own where I was able to let go of something by having a conversation with my inner child. I actually healed my hay fever. I had awful hay fever when I was a teenager. It was really bad. And then when I became an adult, I still struggled with it for most years, sometimes more, sometimes less. But if you have hay fever, then you know how annoying and tiring it can be. It can literally ruin the whole summer for you. So this year, it started again around April time. And a couple of weeks in, I heard somebody tell a story about how they got rid of their cat hair allergy by connecting it to childhood trauma. So I set myself down and went back to my childhood and I asked myself some questions. When did my hay fever start? And what was something that upset me at that time that would have had that high emotional charge? And could it have been that my subconscious mind connected those events where I was upset with creating that allergy, that hay fever inside of me. It took me literally just a couple of minutes to identify a situation that I highly disliked when I was about 12 years old. Looking at it now as an adult, it wasn't really that bad. <laughs> but as a child, it felt like a punishment. It felt like torture. And I was so upset about it. The other thing was that my mom back then battled hay fever too. So I probably just copied off from her and used it as a reaction, an allergic reaction, whenever I was in that unlike situation. So I used inner child work and went back to have a conversation with my 12-year-old self. I listened to her, I emphasized with her, and then I told her that I was still struggling with the hay fever, but that it did not really make sense for me to hold on to it anymore. So I asked her if she would support me in letting it go, and she agreed. I had one more short version of the exact kind of conversation the next morning with my 12-year-old self when I woke up and I felt that my hay fever symptoms were coming back, but that was it. 
Since that day in April, I have had not one minute of hay fever this year. Yes, <laughs> I completely healed myself of hay fever. And I do have as well that inner knowing that it is gone for good this time. The one important learning I got out of this experience, other than getting rid, of course, of hay fever, was how to interact with my inner child. It's a very emotional interaction instead of an intellectual interaction. If you decide to go ahead and work with your inner child, you will probably end up having a conversation at some point. When you do, don't explain away whatever your inner child experienced with reason or logic or the view that you have now as an adult. Instead, just accept what happened and how your former self, your younger self, integrated and understood what was happening. Be just understanding and emphasize with their emotional state about the situation instead of making them see what you can see now as an adult. You can then reason with them to let go of it now, that the time has come that as an adult you are ready to integrate the learnings and teachings from this perceived moment. Provide your inner child with the support and love that you would have liked to get when you were that child in the past. Be the parent to your inner child. And that's what inner child work is all about, re-parenting yourself. Through this integration work, you become the unconditionally loving and compassionate parent to yourself that you might not have had or you missed it in certain times of your childhood. You become aware that you can meet those unmet needs and that the only validation you needed that you didn't get as a child can now be given from you, your adult self. Through that, you allow your inner child to be the fullest expression of itself in a completely safe and supported environment. You can integrate those suppressed sides or let go of any traumatic experiences because your inner child now feels unconditional love and compassion without any judgment from yourself. Wow, okay, we covered a lot today and I will stop here now. <laughs> if you are interested now to begin connecting with your inner child, I will create another episode in a few weeks time on how to go about it. But until then, I created a meditation for you that will help you to start building that bridge to your inner child. It will help you to start creating a connection with him or her and that is truly the first and most important step in that process. It may take time for your inner child to open up to you and trust you to be that parent and that adult for them. You can find that meditation for free on my YouTube channel. As always, I make sure to provide you with the link. Thank you so much for listening to me today. And with that, I love you and leave you. Talk soon and bye-bye.